present Jackman and Bones, presently starring in their most daring escapade, The Heist. Part 4. Justice. Here we are then, Dip. I see the orphans are yet to leave. They're continuing to loot, sir. Should we arrest them? No, no. These poor orphans have had it hard enough already. Believe me. Sir? Did I ever tell you that I was an orphan, Dip? You didn't, sir. Please tell me more. This is no time for expository dialogue, Charlie. Now, let's you and I walk into the wreckage of Jeanette Babywinkle's corner shop and search for clues, together, now, as we have been hired to do in this case. Off we go, presently. God, this place is a wreck, sir. Looks like your apartment, Charlie. <laughs> well, after you've been round, maybe. <laughs> oh, you never invite me round anymore. <laughs> no. Any uh, first impressions? Uh, I probably found you a touch overbearing. I meant, I meant the shop. Uh, oh, well, from the water damage, I'd say that... Uh... Overbearing? Charlie. Uh, oh, no, no, ignore me, sir. I, I was probably just tired that day. Overbearing? Certainly not, sir. I thought not. Now, from the water damage, I'd say... What would you say, Charlie? Uh, I'd say this place filled to the brim with water, sir. So we could be looking for an aquatic culprit. Perhaps a crayfish or mollusk. I doubt it, sir. No, you're, you're right, Charlie. The words I just said don't make any sense. I think I need to focus my mind. Did you bring the dip? Right here, sir. And did you bring the carrots? Need I remind you, detective, that my name is Bernard Carrots. I've always got carrots on my person, ready to be combined with your trusty supply of dip. Uh, likewise, sir, Charlie Dip will always have an ample supply of dip, ready to be united with your ample vestiges of carrots. That's why we work so well together. Now, we're going to solve this using the iconic, patented and beautiful... Put down that gong, detective. The iconic, patented and beautiful carrots and dip focusing technique. Now, if you would, smear some of that guacamole over the walls. I love it when you say that. It's like I was born to do this. You were. Now, I'm going to start dipping this Chantenay carrot in the guacamole you have so expertly spread. And if that doesn't work, I'll use an imperator, which is another type of carrot for those who don't know. I knew that, sir. Then all present were in the know. Is it helping, sir? Have you thought of anything? One more. Charlie, I I've just had a thought. You have, sir? Yes. You stay here and continue spooning guacamole over the walls and ceilings. I'm going to check round the back of the store. Round the back? But whatever for? This isn't a maths exam where you've got to show your work in, Charlie. No? No. It's more like an episode of Sherlock where I think I'm much cleverer than the audience so I don't need to explain how I worked it out. Oh, well, th that may be a little disappointing for an audience when we come to write up this case, sir. <laughs> I'm just joking, Charlie. We're not about Sherlock. But of course I'll explain how I did it. Just give me a minute. Just as I suspected, Charlie. I found the crucial clue. You have, sir? Yep. I'm coming back round, and I'm bringing the clue with me. Well, hang on, hang on. Shouldn't you refrain from touching it, sir? As a piece of major evidence. Need I remind you, Charlie, that the walls are already dripping with our finest avocado, tomato, coriander blend. What matters more, the preservation of evidence or speedy results? Well, probably a mixture of both, I would have thought. Justice, Charlie. For God's sake, it's justice. And look at this. <gasps> Why, that's... that's a ladder, sir! Yeah, alright, look, I've had this pair of tights for a while, Charlie. And I know they're not in the best condition, but... Uh, no, no, I'm... not your tights, sir. The ladder you're carrying. Oh, right, yeah. And at the town hall meeting, a lady called Rebecca was saying her builder's ladder had just been stolen. Stolen? We'll have to... 
say about that. Rebecca said the builder was the father of a lad they call Grunge. Grunge. Crikey, Detective Sergeant Charlie Dip. What a stupid name that is. My thinking exactly, Detective Inspector Bernard Carrots. We should pay them a visit. Immediately. But whatever gave you the idea to check round the back, sir? It's really quite simple, Charlie. As I was taking my second bite of a delicious Chantenay carrot, the sound reverberated off the walls, which were... Covered in guacamole! And then, like a bat using sonar... Oh, uh, could you think of a more nautical simile? Like a dolphin using echolocation. I used the vibrations to check for any breaches in the building's structure. The first was the shattered window through which we entered. And the second? A vent on the ceiling. Deduction? The culprit entered from the roof. Thusly, I searched the perimeter. Fantastic, sir. <laughs> and they question the validity of using carrots and dip to solve serious crimes back at the academy. It is truly baffling that they keep rejecting our offer to run seminars for the recruits. Now come on, it's time we return this ladder. Maybe ask that builder a question or two. Or three. Here we are then, sir. Do you want to knock or shall I? Need I remind you that I have very sensitive skin during winter. That's why at this time of year, I do not do any knocking, cuffing or paperwork of any sort. I never really understood the paperwork bit, sir. Well, you better pull your socks up because that's half the job. Now get knocking. Cracking. Officers of the law. Look, I thought I put those shelves up correctly, and if Mr. Farnington wants to take me to court over it, then I'll fight him all the way, physically, with violence. I mean, in a calm, legal manner. Well, I think we may need to have a chat about all that later, Mr. Uh... Grunge. Paul Grunge. Oh, we assumed Grunge was an alias for your child. Oh, no. We're from a long line of Grunge. Right. If you saw my family tree... It's absolutely packed with grunge. It sounds horrible. And we're here to return this to you. <gasps> My ladder. Where the hell did you find it? I swear, if it was you two that took it, you'll be looking at a one-hour interview with Mr. Fist and Mrs. Payne. I mean a regular, non-physical chat accompanied by a cup of tea. You should consult an anger management specialist. And we're the ones who found your ladder. We, we didn't take it. May we come in? Mm. All right, then. Grunge. Nice place, this. Uh, be a shame if something were to happen to it. Excuse me? <sighs> he thinks he's doing small talk. Yep, I'm practising my small talk to endear myself to strangers. He's just started. I'm still learning. Right, well, anyway, what do you need? Apart from a new pair of tights, Detective Inspector. Stop looking down there. We found your ladder at the scene of Miss Babywinkle's soggy old shop, Mr Grunge. You wouldn't happen to know anything about that. Would you? Is this still small talk? I believe he's put his interrogation hat on now. I didn't notice him doing that, actually. Got a dress to impress. Now answer the question. But of course not. With that ladder gone, I lost business overnight. I was at home all night. Got an alibi? No. I was definitely at home all night. That's not an alibi. Alibi comes from the Latin meaning somewhere else, which I wasn't because I was here. Touché. I don't know what that means. Ugh. Look, can anyone verify that you were here yesterday evening? Well, there's my son. Oh, except he was out all night, so you'd have to wait to speak to my wife. What did you say? I said my wife. Yes, I've got a wife. I may not be much to look at, but I'm a nice guy and a sensational cook. I will make you foie gras right now. Come on, sit yourself down. No, please. Y you said your son was out last night. Yeah, off with some mate of his. <gasps> Sir! Do you think... Maybe I do. Maybe I don't dip. It just depends. W what were you thinking? Well, I was thinking maybe the sun could be a suspect. What were you thinking? I was thinking about foie gras. Isn't anyone going to ask me what I was thinking? No. Yes. 
I was thinking that I am underestimated intellectually due to misguided preconceptions about people of my profession. I see. I'll make a note of that. Will you? It's unlikely, as I've already forgotten what you said. Charlie? Mr Grunge, we think your son might be involved. No. Nah, not my boy. He'd have no use breaking into a corner shop. And besides, it may not surprise you to know that I run a pretty tight ship around here. And that boy would know that if he had done such a thing, he'd be expected a swift memo from Chief Constable Backend. I didn't know you knew the Chief. I've been in and out of prison. No. Mind if we have a poke around his room? Just in case. <clears throat> yeah, do what you want. He still hasn't come home, actually. Come on then, dip. Blimey, this lad sure has got a lot of Harry Styles posters, especially for a kid called Grunge. Well, if we do find anything incriminating here, there's only one direction. He'll be going. Prison! Justice! Except, now I'll look closely. Most of these posters have the faces cut out and replaced with pictures of some other lad. Bonkers! What did you just call me? No, sir, no. I think that's the boy whose face is stuck everywhere. How do you know? Well... The candlelit shrine in the corner with roughly 60 photos of him and a plaque with his name engraved was a clue. Good spot, Charlie. They're clearly the best of friends. Just like us. Now, what are we looking for? I don't know yet, but Little Grunge is out all night, probably with this bonkers fella, on the same night his dad's ladder goes missing and the corner shop is desecrated. Charlie, I think you know what time it is. Oh, don't worry, sir. I have already smeared all the doors with guacamole. That's because you're a professional. I'll get to work with the carrots. Did you hear that, Dip? Oh, that was an easy one, sir. The wardrobe. No doubt. I've never heard such a suspicious echo come from a guacamole-covered surface in my life. Now, let's see here. Uh, shirts, trousers, and a baseball cap. Now, some children will opt to wear these backwards. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, you and your quips, Dip. Oh. But I can't see anything out of the ordinary here, sir. Wait, Charlie, what's that? Stuffed into the corner there. What? I can't see anything, sir. That's because you haven't eaten in excess of 50 carrots every single day since you were an infant. Truly, we need to have a catch-up about your childhood, sir. I've got the eyesight of a gazelle. I'm like a chuffing lab experiment. And I'm telling you, there's something tucked away in the corner. Move out of the way. I'll grab it. <gasps> but that's... Oh, crikey, Dip. It's the skin of an enormous human-sized cat. I'm, I'm going to be sick. Uh, uh, calm down, sir. Calm down. It's a cat onesie. Jesus. Too late. I've hurled in the onesie. Well, if we actually left a piece of evidence unspoiled at this point, sir, we would only be called inconsistent. So right. Now, what does this mushy carrot-filled onesie prove? Well, when I was at the town hall, sir, one of the residents said she'd seen a giant cat just outside the shop. I suspect young Master Grunge might have been dressed in this. But how does it link? If he stood outside dressed like a giant cat, how does the shop end up in ruin? Perhaps he had an accomplice. Oh? Someone he trusted. Yeah. Someone he was in cahoots with the whole time. The butler! Exactly! What? No. No. Bonkers, sir. Well, you have your theories. I'll have mine. Oh. Hello. What are you doing in my room? And what have you done to my room? We'll be asking the questions here. Let's go with the old carrot and stick approach. Alright. Now, young man, we've been investigating that incident at the corner shop. We know you were there thanks to a particularly alluring feline costume we discovered in your wardrobe. For reasons that don't bear thinking about, it's now covered in very orange sick. Now you can tell us about this onesie for a reward. Oh, or I'll force feed you carrots until you tell us anyway. You expect me to talk? No, Mr Grunge, I expect you to die. Sir? Sorry, got a bit carried away there. Let's see if Grungy changes his tune with a couple of Parisian heirlooms in his gob.
That is another type of carrot, sir. And so all present are in the know once again. Oh, they're so round and so dry. No chance of any dip, is there? Leave me out of this. Tough guy, eh? How about some little fingers in your gob? Crikey, sir. How many types of carrot have you got in there? Well, how long's a piece of string? What? Four. I've got four. But four's usually enough. All right. All right. It was a bonkers idea. We were only trying to steal some whiskey so that we could feel like men. Well, Ocean's 12 years old. I'm 13. Well, Ocean's 12 years old. You might have gotten away with it had it not been for carrots and dip and their iconic patented and beautiful. Dip, that's enough of that gong. Iconic patented and beautiful investigative techniques. They work every time. Even when they don't. Wait, officers, it's me, Paul Grunge, again. I've had just about enough grunge for one day. Before you take my boy away, I need to tell you something. I'm dying. For you to try my slow-cooked Booth Bourguignon. Does it come with carrots? Oh yes. Then we'll be back. So what shall we do with them, Bernard? Grunge and Bonkers are guilty of a number of quite serious offences. Yeah, not least having an untidy bedroom with guacamole all over the walls. That wasn't me. Tell it to the judge. And Jeanette Babbywinkle. I'm sure she'll be keen to press charges, you Easy, little- Easy, Charlie. I think I've come up with a solution which will please all parties. <laughs> Really, officers, we won't do anything like this again. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we got the message all right. Just, just let us off with a warning or something. Wish I could. <laughs> oh, I joke, of course. I do not wish the thing I just said. Isn't that right, Dip? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not 100% on this idea anymore, sir. Officers, excuse me. Sorry, uh, who are you? This is my shop. Oh, right. I suppose you've come to thank us. Well, uh. Yes, I suppose. Excellent. Then our work here is done. Uh, but uh, but there's still so much to do. Uh, what about the massive amount of property damage and loss of livelihood? My business and life lay in ruin. Oof. I mean, not really my remit. And my walls are now covered in rotting guacamole. Oh, thank goodness my Albert isn't alive to see it. Blimey, she doesn't half go on about him. Officer, you said that to me. All oh, right. Well, I meant to say it to one of these two little oiks. <laughs> this is awful. Miss Babbywinkle, we're so sorry. I can't believe you left the ladder here, bonkers. What on earth is happening to these two boys? I'm afraid the punishment must befit the crime, Miss Babbywinkle, which is why we're ensuring that these two boys finish every last drop of whiskey and smoke every cigarette, however sudden, from your corner shop. But it's not yours to give out. All right. Nothing I can do, I'm afraid. Well, you could stop giving it out. Please stop giving it out. <laughs> it's an eye for an eye, I'm afraid, boys. This is absolutely not what that phrase means. Well, unfortunately, it is how I've interpreted it. Oh, what a dreadful solution. I'm afraid my hands are tired, Miss Babbywinkle. No, they aren't. I have to say, sir, this is beginning to seem just a touch barbaric. Your concerns are noted, Detective Sergeant Dip. Are they? <laughs> uh, what do you think? Uh, but not to worry. As I always say, justice is blind. Blind drunk? <laughs> this episode starred Ollie Jones, George Blackman and Jack Robertson. It was written by George Blackman and Ollie Jones and featured the musicality of Alex Rushford. It was produced by George Blackman and the listener was you. 
Join us next week for the start of a brand new story.